Hey, babe, did you know that uh, it's coming Rome? What? It's it's coming. Italy won the soccer. Yeah, I know. Good for them. Hello. Hey. What's up? Nothing. I am tired. Same. Same. You dragged me around. Um. Well, I had to get my blood work done. Like, I watched her, like, pull, like, three vials of blood. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm, I'm okay with, like, getting needles and stuff. But watching, like, the, the vials being filled with my blood, I was like, oh. First of all, why don't you lot. explain why you did that? <laughs> why I did that? Yeah, why were you getting blood put, like... Because I haven't seen the doctor in, like, almost five years. So, she's like, you need to do I thought that work. was something to do with your vagina. Or that's just a regular... A pap test? A pap test I also needed to do. <laughs> oh, so those are separate things, but for one appointment. Correct. Oh, okay, I see. Thank you for airing my laundry outside Lilia had a vagina check. Okay. <laughs> doctor looked at it. Yep, everything's healthy. Yep. Well, I had a nightmare that... Um, for those of you that don't know, I have an IUD. So I had a nightmare that my IUD fell out. <laughs> and it's because that night before I fell asleep, I was watching a TikTok of where she was just like, gets IUD put in, thinking that I'm going to be safe from pregnancy. Like, um, IUD, like, gets gets uh, lost in her cervix. And I'm like, eh? So TikTok's the new way for this new generation of Karens to have, like, like horror stories spread or like misinformation and shit like that have you mm -hmm. noticed that uh I i'm guess not calling because... you a karen i'm just saying like it's like it's like how um it's like how gen z looks up at at um boomers on facebook mm -hmm. they're looking at gen z on tiktok like you know um saying like oh this is the best way to wash dishes is to use honey garlic sauce okay i, I don't know about like that. that like i mean like it's obviously a new um social media but like i see it as like dumb or almost like meme worthy media oh yeah it's funny not you have like, to think of it ironically a, yeah not but there's like too a, many people that believe it that's the thing well because like instagram you can have like actual um useful things like they have yeah. like the like the new IGTV setting where you know content creators you can straight up watch like or whatever TV. yeah you can like yeah you HGTV. can watch like an hour <laughs> I've seen like an hour long video of like a uh, cooking recipe so like I think that's neat um, I mean TikTok was one of those things where you can make a, a recipe in like 15 seconds so that's what kind of like got me onto TikTok and then now I just watch mindless things for hours on end. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I had that nightmare, but I got checked and it's there, so I'm good. <laughs> um, and yeah, how is, how was your day? Dude, it, so, um, Lily and I, we're recording this on, on Wednesday, the, uh, the 21st. It's obvious, you guys are listening to it on the 22nd. Um, so our Wednesday, we actually took a rare day off for the two of us. Last Wednesday, you mean? What do you mean? This Wednesday. Oh, oh, you mean like, like today. sorry, you mean a day off of work? Okay. Yeah, I thought a, you day meant a day off, off of um, from work. Okay. And yeah. uh, and so um, we like it was great. So like literally, we woke up and got ready for the day, and we were leaving, uh, stepping outside the house at what like eleven thirty? No, like eleven. Mm -hmm. And uh, I proceed to fucking roll my ankle on the first step outside the house. So that's how my day started. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't cute. <laughs> it wasn't cute. I was like, Fuck. I saw it happen. I was like, ooh, that doesn't it didn't, look. It looked good. like a proper, like impact. It it looked like a proper impact, but it wasn't. It luckily, I think you caught yourself in time where you didn't put your weight yeah. on it, so like it didn't leave you with like, you know, like a pain the whole day. But I drive stick shift. And um, yeah. I was just miserable on the clutch. You're always miserable driving stick now. So I yeah, feel like I, that, that just added to it. Yeah. You, he's been trying to get me to come to terms that he just wants a new car. So his, his new thing is yeah. now. I mean, it used to be me not driving. still is. But um, <laughs> it's also now um, 
that you can't drive stick anymore. Well, and... I was hoping I'd buy a Tesla so that both neither of us need to drive anymore. Um, the car would just take us where we need to go. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe. But then, that. yo, I've been watching videos of this shit. No, it's 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 dystopian. <laughs> I saw a video of uh, of one in Chicago trying to make a right turn, but the right turn around the corner is a construction zone, so mm-hmm. it's um, so they have to make a wider turn to the all the way left lane. Yeah, but it's a stop sign and there's traffic coming so the car is like the car is making that that tight right turn mm-hmm. right into the construction like sign saying road closed yeah so then the car has to like has to check if there's a car coming from the blind spot like throughway traffic mm-hmm. and it it fucking turns into traffic again yeah and then it makes the right and it just looks mm-hmm. it looks shitty like you know they market it as autopilot or full self-driving. It's not. And that's how people get into accidents because they think the car will figure it out. But you have to watch like, and I think take it's, over. I mean, I get it. I just think it's stupid that, yeah, like you said, people buy the car thinking that it'll drive for them. And that's not the purpose. of it's Like, not. why are you buying a car? <laughs> oh, like, my God. Like... The car, and I, I had this problem back in like 2009 and you know I'm a huge car guy right so yeah. I'm like always reading about news and back back then no this is not even 2009 this was like early 2000s when Lexus started uh, introducing in the in their flagship sedan it was like the first time ever where a car can park itself yeah like yeah. you would just drive near a parking spot and it will like do the ass in parking yeah and I was thinking like fuck that's part of your driver's test it's to learn how to reverse park or parallel park, and these cars are doing it for you. That's why everybody's a shittier driver. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's it's kind of silly because people are used to to the luxuries of technology and, and you know, the advancements in, in um, like, the automotive industry, right? Yeah. Um, not to say that it's, it's not great. I think it just... It, um, it gives people... Uh, a lack of awareness yeah. and um, too, too, like too much reliance oh, on, dude, on the car. Yeah. We've become so coming from a non-driver's complacent. <laughs> oh man, like even just my car having a reverse camera made me a worse driver. I, I <laughs> you will have that, to admit right? I noticed that. You I, noticed I did that. notice that because you had always taught me like. Well, we didn't really have a car with a camera before. So no. it was like you always taught me to make sure I'm watching and looking. And that's how I learned. So the fact that you heavily rely on your backup camera now is like, ooh. Well, when I was driving the Prelude, my, sport, my little sports car. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I, guess I was that's like, fine fuck. Too. Yeah. <laughs> like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, just a little bit of, I don't know, if you had some content lined up, I, I, I we went on a little tangent there, but I, Sorry. <laughs> if you wanted, I, I have some positivity stuff we can probably yeah, get Yeah, no, that's, um, that's, that's good. Let's do that. Firstly, um, we are celebrating one year of doing this oh, podcast. Uh, yeah. Our first episode, When in Quarantine, that, you know, that started, or that was published on uh, July 23rd, mm-hmm. 2020. What a year it's been um what is it 48 episodes later mm-hmm. uh we did pretty good we only missed what like three weekends i think or three weeks uh i think that was more, more? um because there was a oh there's one bonus like, episode. like recently in in the month of june like end yeah. of may we kind of skipped a couple we skipped a couple i think it's you know like and we said there was we started around the, the leafs loss where we it, it had nothing to do with the leafs loss but i remember it was around the leafs loss where we um we skipped a week. Yeah, I you know what? I think we did pretty pretty did good well. for for starting our own and kind of doing this. Um, we're not quite sure where this is going to get us or where this is going to go. <laughs> we're looking for sponsors is what Lily's trying to say. Mm, well, I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just like I don't know. Like I'm I'm excited to like like enjoy our summer yeah. of things. Um and it's a good thing because we started this originally out of boredom, yeah, and finding something like a like a, almost like a routine and something to do during the quarantine. And now quarantine is slowly ending; things are opening mm-hmm. up. There's some sense of normalcy, um, and it it feels good. Uh, and there's more sunlight 
during the day now. Yeah. So I'm feeling better, but... Um, it's true if we're if we're not recording anymore just know that that probably means we're doing well <laughs> yeah exactly so. unless we've died i don't know I, um, I don't know or like i don't know and like, uh maybe like maybe we'll stick to this uh once every two weeks sort of thing until maybe things start cooling down maybe after mm-hmm. a wedding when things are get a bit colder we'll return to the weekly uh probably i, I right? imagine like that'll be like our like routine thing yeah because like now it's like now our routine is kind of just enjoying the vitamin d and and having barbecues and seeing people um and then yeah yeah so we'll Um, see um don't be it may not be like weekly we'll we'll aim for bi-weekly but you know we may just pop in here or there uh occasionally yeah yeah um and then other good news too just to fill some time while you uh while you look for content what do you mean i have like I you can, have something like no Wait. like the story but i um like what do you what do you want me in terms of like content i didn't do questions because i didn't know if that's what that was, if people are still listening these yeah days. we don't we don't know anymore i mean yeah. we have numbers but i don't think it's like our usual uh our usual um like active listeners that interact and stuff like that with yeah. us right we, like, we still get listeners from who the fuck knows anymore uh hmm. you know here what's the dashboard uh we don't need to look go into this but one thing that's that i think i should mention that's really awesome is uh firstly you know how much we love hockey but also how much hockey culture and the and the league nhl mm-hmm. pisses me the right, right the fuck off mm-hmm. we didn't even get into the uh i don't think we've talked about the allegations against a video coach of the chicago blackhawks yeah um, it's a very long story, but um, the, it adds more credence to how much I fucking hate hockey. Um, that there are some uh, athletes that we respect. Actually, you have a jersey of one player that that um, we really respect that uh, probably knew about it and, and didn't do anything and turned a blind eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and that you know that it's uh, it frust- it's frustrating as all hell. Anyway, that was going on, but uh, a few days ago. Uh, we uh, we had a really great, I think the most endearing moment in, in hockey uh, is that a prospect for the Nashville Predators, um, their third round pick from from 2020, I think last year's draft, mm-hmm. Luke Prokop, uh, has, is the first player under assigned to an NHL contract to come out as gay. That's and that's awesome. awesome. And... Uh, Really cool, the the show of support from everybody uh, in the hockey community. Um, and, like, my worry was, like, what the old hockey men were going to say. And it had to be, uh, you remember Brian Burke? Mm-hmm. Brian Burke, former GM of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Big, tough guy from the old hockey mindset. Um, we know that his son, uh, who passed away many years ago, his son uh, was gay. And... Uh, Sin, or because of his son's tragic accident, mm-hmm. uh, he is uh, he started the You Can Play project. Yes, uh, which is awesome. So he had to lead the way, and I'm really proud of Brian Burke for leading that, like the old hockey man mindset to kind of create that safe space for Luke. But everybody else is is um, showing their support, and I think it was awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, to be that's certainly such a brave thing. To do that in this sport, <laughs> like the most toxic sport. Yeah, I was gonna imagine. say I was like the NHL is, is like notorious for being the most toxic, um, like uh, environment for players. Um, so the fact that he came out is is awesome. And you know what? It's kind of cool that he's also not like fully an NHL player. Like he's obviously signed, but he's not like an active player. And I say that because like. He's not technically fully in the league yet, but he's risking yeah. his reputation oh my God. Like, for that, you know? The first thing I thought about was um, Michael Sam. Uh, he he is, a, is an out football player, former, former uh, football player that mm-hmm. was drafted in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And no one gave him a chance when he publicly came out as gay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, you just don't know when you're a prospect, like did they not give you a chance because you're not all that good? I mean, Michael Sam was like something like a fifth round pick, Mm -hmm. you know, Luke Prokop, he's a third round pick. 
Um, I'd say for third rounders, there's like a 10 to 15% chance they make it into the NHL. And so, um, you know, he, you're right. Like it's, uh, his reputation's on the line. Hopefully all of what the support that we've been seeing isn't just smoke and mirrors and that team national predators are legitimately going to give him a chance. And, Mm -hmm. and that's what their GM and, uh, and the rest of their team has said is that they, they can't wait to see him on the team and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're, we're just, I mean, I'm just being pessimistic, but I truly hope that, uh, that he makes it, um, and that it's not weird, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to read his, uh, post he shared on, uh, Twitter as well as Instagram. Hi everyone. While the past year and a half has been crazy, it has also given me the chance to find my true self. I am no longer scared to hide who I am. Today, I'm proud to publicly tell everyone that I am gay. It has been quite the journey to get to this point in my life, but I could not be happier with my decision to come out. From a young age, I've dreamed of being an NHL player, and and I believe that living my authentic life will allow me to bring my whole self to the rink and improve my chances of fulfilling my dreams. I wouldn't be able to do this without my amazing family, friends, and agents who have known this about me and met me with love and support every step of the way. I hope that in sharing who I am, I can help other people see that gay people are welcome in the hockey community as we work to make sure that hockey truly is for everyone. I may be new to the community, but I'm eager to learn about the strong and resilient people who came before me and paved the way so I could be more comfortable today. This is just the beginning of my journey and I'm excited to see where it takes me both in hockey and in life. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I must be a burden off his shoulders. And that's what Brian Burke said, too, is that he was probably going to be a better hockey player because of not having that burden. Yeah. You know, um, just uh, fantastic stuff that uh, that he came out really, really brave of him. Mm-hmm. And the and, support of like not yeah. just his team, his teammates, but also like high profile like um colleagues of his um you know yeah. uh, showing their support i think that's that's what's needed um and i do wonder he did say you know um he is eager to learn about the strong and resilient people who came before him you know um i'm sure there's been we're talking um, 700 NHL players that play every single year in a league that's been around for 100 years. Mm-hmm. Pretty good chance that there's been a few um, that uh, didn't get to play, like that have played at the highest level and weren't uh, publicly their authentic self. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting. I think, you know, it's, it's a person coming out is obviously a very like courageous time for them um and that's their choice to come out if they want to they don't have to if they don't want to um so the fact that he did and he did it publicly and and to be the first public person in the league is is awesome um and at such a young age uh for league wise i mean um it, it paves the way for for people in the league who you know may feel the effects of this horrible league <laughs> I should say. so yeah i think it's i think it's great um we'll see we'll see how he actually you know plays as a player i don't think it'll affect him in any way of that but it, it's good to know that he's you know supported off the ice <laughs> yeah. about it can't wait yeah. um any other hockey stuff? I mean, the, the Seattle Kraken expansion yes. draft happened just yeah. now. That mm-hmm. was cool. Um, 30 minutes ago, Elliot Friedman says that you'll likely see a Zach Hyman deal with Edmonton tomorrow while mm-hmm. he is on Sportsnet Central. Mm-hmm. Zach Hyman to the Oilers. <laughs> Jesus. That's... Uh... I... Wait, what? Like, officially? Apparently, um, they're getting really close. Oh. That's the team that can very much overpay for him. I was going to say, I was right? like, I'm super confused. I was like, I know you told me that they're in talks. I didn't realize that it like happened. That's um, apparently what's, yeah. Like, and, and because they don't have Adam Larson anymore, Adam Larson selected by the Seattle Kraken and mm-hmm. given a long-term contract, the Oilers might, um, might 
engage or actually Darren Dreger right here says Oilers will re-engage with Tyson Barry to fill that right shot defenseman. I don't want to turn this into a hockey podcast, but no. uh, Zach Hyman, very beloved player, hardest working guy. Never saw him take a, a shift off. Even when he was clearly injured, he worked his ass off. Yeah. Um, so he deserves a big ass payday because the last two years he's been uh, incredible. Mm-hmm. He's going to be playing with the best player in the world. Yeah. Very likely. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, good for the Leafs. They, they you know, <laughs> they can't afford a good talent because mm-hmm. one so one player is getting paid uh, like two, three million more than he should. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and the final thing I wanted to share. Mm-hmm. Good news thing is that the Toronto Blue Jays are coming back home. Okay. July 30th. Um, that's, that's awesome. Like we get to see sports again in Toronto. Uh, also the Toronto FC. I don't know. I'm just pumped. So like we're really probably going to be missing a few weeks um, <laughs> to just enjoy um, just, life. Yeah. Of doing <laughs> things. Yeah. I think so too. <laughs> um, that's all for me. That's all I've prepared for the last two weeks. Yeah, I think, you know, like like we said, like things are coming back to some type of normalcy uh, slowly. And, and I think it's awesome. Um, obviously, there's still a bit of uncertainty coming up. Um, but yeah, it's a kind of exciting time. But it's all coming at us fast. So I'm kind of like, oof, I need to slowly make my way through this. Um, but if you want, I can just go straight into the story. Yeah. I'm right. trying to read Twitter as you're speaking to see if I missed anything. And it's like, no. No, I think... I don't uh, even know what Justin Trudeau is talking about now. Apparently, anti, uh, anti-Semitism is a, is a big thing now. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, and, and fuck the cops in Toronto, man. You see, there's a new thing. Um, there was a picture of a cop knee, putting his knee on somebody's head, a protester. That that I didn't see, but I understand that they're they were trying to take down um, another um, trying to fuck with homeless people some more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like but, obviously, yeah. it's not ideal for like to, to to have spaces that are being occupied by homeless people. But then that's where you have to say like clearly we have a a huge homeless. Yeah. Why don't they ever problem. ask the why? It's not that, and obviously. Like, there's logistics and whatever about it and policies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, like, why spend the resources and money to gather cops like they're in an army to go take down these places when you can put those resources and money into the shelters and, like, yeah. Cam H and stuff to, to help these people like better their lives like i don't i never understood that right this is where people are saying fuck the police like you know um like literally just like what's the word it's not fuck the police it's also um what is it called defund the police defund the police because look at them tear gassing people but that's exactly what it is right if you can spend like that much money to have a hundred and something cops do this all day put that money to use and actually help these homeless people. Cause what are you going to do? You're just breaking up their, you know, their tent of a home or the only home yeah. that they currently have right now and just making them move somewhere else. Cause where are they really going to go? Think about it. They're obviously there now and they can't go anywhere. Yeah. Right. And they're not there to harm anybody. They just don't have anywhere to go. So. Yeah. I like, I can't think of a time when I was properly like, like pissed off seeing a homeless person they they bothered me it's like you know it's just like you that's it you know what i mean like that's like the most reaction some people have but i'm sure someone got mad enough that they exist that they're calling you know um i can understand if it's like you know like near your property or on your property and and like it's it's they're caught or maybe some of them are actually like causing some kind of harm or, or disruption like i can i can understand that right but, like, clearly they don't feel safe to go to these shelters or there's some kind of, like, other yeah. issue that needs to be addressed and they need help. That's the other right? thing. When there is a shelter, the people in the adjacent or, the, or in the neighborhood, they don't like it. Like, like we lived in, in City Place, which I thought was, like, pretty open, you know, uh, liberally speaking, socially speaking. We lived right on top of a fucking dispensary. Yeah. Right. Everybody's kind of cool, but like, no one likes homeless people. I guess. 
um, they were talking about opening up a shelter near that place, and they're like, "No, like not our backyard." No, where, that where was Liberty fuck? Village. There, there was a, there is a government housing um, in city place, but government uh, housing in city yeah. place. No, but there's also a shelter down the street, like where the old Rogers Building was. Uh, yeah, that's a little yeah, bit right? further down, yeah, and that's where they're administering, like you know. It, it's like safe injection sites safe injection sites there and you i go. think that's that's also still like needed um, it is absolutely but, needed but it, on like a neighborhood like demographic level um people see it as something that brings down their property value right yeah um so like people identify the problem some people want to act like they're you know they're on their high horse wanting to help but not in their neighborhood yeah you know and and to be honest, like I'm trying to think of a solution that doesn't involve me being affected by it either, because I'm selfish I mean, like that, right? right? That's, it's that's like, how people think, right? And that's I'm willing where to admit. then that's where like these things happen. But that's that's where as a community we yeah. need to like don't make it a problem, or not even just that. Like the government needs to like get their shit together. Like yeah. it just it just I I just can't understand why hundreds of cops are literally like holding hands and like trying to like tear these people down for what right yeah because they're clearly just going to move somewhere else and then they're going to do that again next weekend so it, it's just a cycle that's clearly not helping anybody um but anyways that was my phone that was not me <laughs> that's are you sure it sounded like yeah, a fat it wasn't i can't recreate it now there it is you can't recreate it yeah <laughs> um but sorry for that let's just go that was like topical news um <laughs> that was you <laughs> um am i the asshole oh good okay. am yes, i the... you are <laughs> thank you am i the <laughs> asshole for leaving with my husband during the dinner we had with my in-laws so throwaway account my husband and i have been together for seven years and we got married last year before covid my husband has a lot of female friends and some of them I'm close to, but a few years ago, he used to have this specific one girl best friend. He knew her since high school while he met me afterwards in life. His mom and sister always loved his girl best friend. Let's name her Emma for the post. They always talked about how pretty and gorgeous Emma is. When I started dating my husband, I met his parents after six months and his mother and sister would always talk about Emma. After the first year of being with my husband, I started uh, being closer to my mother-in-law and sister-in-law, and they didn't mention Emma that often. About Emma. Emma was a kind of friend who needed 100% of my husband's attention. She'd always say jokes as in, it's not too late for us to get our chance. Um, she'll call my mother-in-law and sister-in-law her in-laws and how she's oh so close God. to them and that I need to work a lot to be as worthy as her in their eyes. One, oh my god yeah. one day emma crossed some boundaries and my husband completely cut her off i didn't know what happened until af until after my husband told me apparently emma tried to kiss him and claimed that enough of me being her replacement and it's her time to shine now and that my husband is meant to be with her he told her multiple times to cut the bs before but she never listened so he completely cut her off my sister-in-law and mother-in-law started talking a lot about emma after my husband went non-contact with her they always begged my husband to forgive her and how it's not right uh, to let go of this friendship. My husband told them to stop talking about Emma and how it's none of their business since Emma never respected our relationship. Last night, my in-laws invited us over for dinner. During dinner, Emma's name came up again and my sister-in-law jokingly said something along the lines of, I talked about, I talked to my baby girl Emma last night and she was telling me uh, about some exciting trips that she was coming up. Um, just so you know, I was planning for my brother to date Emma because they look so good together and then you took him over so I could not fulfill my plans. I got upset at that and so did my husband. My husband and I got up and let's say, uh, and said we're not putting up with any of this anymore and that them and Emma deserve each other. My husband told them it's horrible how they care more about Emma than their own daughter-in-law and how they brush off the fact that Emma tried to get us to break up so quickly. Sister and mother-in-law said that it was a joke and that they're not required to stop talking to Emma because of some silly misunderstanding. They claim we were the assholes for cutting Emma off and indirectly blamed me for ruining my husband's and Emma's friendship. They called us the assholes uh, for making us 
for making a scene during dinner and not being civilized? Am I the asshole? No, not the asshole. Yeah. Why so many families in these stories just like don't don't understand where the line is like I don't know how to explain this. It's like these are not like smart people. I don't know how to to describe what I'm trying to say. In a lot of these stories, these families just don't fucking get it. I don't know why. Well, and this is where like I think relationships are about you and your partner right yeah and when i say that i don't mean it to be like like that's like it's just about you too because it's not because i think like you know you have very important people in your life which are your family and you obviously want to make sure that they're they're understanding and you know approving of your partner and everything but when it comes to things like this i i really like across the line a few times uh, okay yeah a few times but like the fact that the husband cut her off and like obviously respected the relationship between him and his wife like, yeah. op right um and how his family didn't see it that way because not only did emma disrespect op she also disrespected op's husband yeah like, like her who, friend who she's right trying to get with right exactly and like he's very clearly sending her like nose left and right like i i, I like, that's good of him, right? Like, making it clear. Um, but he can't complete... Like, at, up until that point, he couldn't cut her off because clearly, like, she has a great relationship with his family. But then they could have had that if the family wasn't all the time trying to make that, that relationship work when it wasn't. As well as Emma um, crossing the line so many times, too. Like, they could have had a, a friendship. Emma with... with uh, no, OP's no, I... husband's like mom and sister like they could she could have just been whatever and like maybe there would be history there was history between OP's husband and, and Emma but like OP's husband was clear that that's not the case anymore she, she can just have the friendship with the family but she crossed the line so many times the family's clearly not over it and he is allowed to cut off his relationship with Emma. yeah no absolutely yeah. like I think you know and this is where like relationships in general not just like like uh, love relationships but like platonic relationships get like messy and family relationships gets messy because if you have someone like that that's close to your family um and you cut them off yes some people think that that you should automatically cut them out of your life because you're directly connected to to them right but the other way of it is like you said the, like the mother-in-law and the sister-in-law could have just kept their relationship with her if they liked her so much as a person and they just never mention about emma to op and the husband you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like i think that it's not necessary because she's no longer in their lives so like why why bring it up but it's clear that um that the mother-in-law and sister-in-law i don't know if it's because they don't like op or whatnot but they clearly are still on this um like path of trying to to get op's husband and emma together in the end i missed the first bit is emma like rich or something like what's her value they were they were good friends since high school and apparently she's like like they it didn't say so that like they she had a relationship must marry her little brother or whatever it is like she must marry this uh the this OP's. girl's brother i i get like i mean it doesn't say that emma was even the girls i mean the like the husband's girls friends friend. it was like husband's it friend. just seems yeah. like yeah they were best friends and then Jeez. the family really liked her um but that's not you know that has nothing to do with that's neither here nor there yeah well i I was just asking like what's everybody's fixation with her it's just that she's cool yeah what's op's problem i don't know maybe maybe she's leaving out the fact that they don't like her as much or there's some reasons why they don't like her but you know at the like her husband likes her and And they've been together seven years so seven seven years one year married okay so yeah, more than enough time to you get over You couldn't, it. like, yeah, the family couldn't get over that. Or at yeah. least not even, if they couldn't get over that, they couldn't respect that. Like, I don't understand that. Um, so, like, good on the husband for, like, standing his ground and standing by his wife. Because you know what? A lot of these other stories, the husband doesn't do that. Yeah, Or vice yeah. versa. Like, it, it, like, the wife doesn't do that. You know the what husband's, I mean? Or, or the partner, uh, OP's partner or husband, usually in these stories, there's, like, 
oh, I don't know. Like, is that my place? Or like, whatever. or not but even that. To be like, down. oh, just let it go. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah like, like minimalizing it. Minimalizing it, right? it and like invalidating like OP's feelings. Yeah. But like, you know, it obviously bugs like the husband too. So like the families, the families like are assholes. Um, so no, OP, you're not the asshole. I think it's like, maybe you need to go no contact or low contact with your in-laws because clearly they can't seem to understand um, your boundaries. Jesus. And that's something I'm learning too is boundaries. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is that sometimes they're needed for things like that, right? So even if they're family, like they... It doesn't mean that you have to put up with like bullshit like that. Yeah. So... Family just needs to get over it. What's that? Trying to match make your, it just your seems already like they're married. not, but it seems like they're never gonna get over. Yeah, they're it. not gonna get over it. Um, and that's unfortunate. And it's like, and it sucks that it's like they've said it enough times. Like, drop it, drop it. Like, it's not gonna happen. Boundaries, whatever. But the family brought it up enough that they were just like, we're gonna get out of this dinner. And they're the ones that are immature and causing a scene. Oh, and then they reverse flip in, try to gaslight them, right? And be like, oh, we're joking. Like, you can't take a joke. Like, then it's just like, yeah, you're toxic. Like, I don't want to be around this. I got to say, babe, like, that story was a bit of a slam dunk. Like, (laughs) Like, not great. I have another story if you want me to go into it. We have some time. Fuck it. Slam dunk as in, like, not good? That was a bit, like, it was a layup. Like, we're in agreement Okay. It wasn't even that spicy. Like, it, it was pretty clear. While you're pulling up the other story, yeah. I just want to mention, as we're on the topic of being on air, quote, unquote, quote, unquote mm-hmm. um, here are some of the countries where uh, we've been listened. Mm-hmm. Ready? Canada's the obvious one. Right. United States. Cool. Laos is top three. I guess because yeah, of our... your family. Like, that just And also, it. like, the Lao people associations that tagged us and shit. The UK... Germany, Brazil, India, Ireland, Poland, Singapore, Taiwan, Japan, Netherlands, Turkey, France, uh, the Kingdom of Jordan, Thailand is all the way down there for some reason, Spain, Sweden, Italy, Belgium, South Korea, Romania, Australia, Switzerland, this is kind of worrying me, but we were listening to in Saudi Arabia. Why is that worrying? I don't know. Maybe you? the Saudi king heard some shit. I don't know. <laughs> Did uh, we say something? I think I, I must have mentioned that I was watching that documentary of uh, remember the uh, the 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 murder or assassination of Hoshoji. Oh, right. Um, okay, so so maybe. Um, <laughs> I think you're overthinking it, but they are uh, gonna send sure. some hitmen our way. Philippines, Greece, Chile, and New Zealand. This really is very cool. interesting. I feel like people accidentally click it and then it just yeah. counts for it. So <laughs> most um, definitely, I mean, about half of our listens come from Apple Podcasts. Yeah, I'm sure we've reached some kind of list at some point, especially early on when it's like, oh, some a lot of people are all of a sudden listening to this new podcast, and that's mm-hmm. how the algorithm puts us up there. Yeah, but I don't think we're on any lists since then. Yeah, and uh, Spotify has been drawing a few people too. Has it? Yeah. Okay. Um. So all of you people, pro- predominantly women, that are between the ages of 23 and 34, we thank you. Hmm. <laughs> um, you have your story yet? I'm still pulling it up. Sorry. Um, Jeez, I think it, the original got deleted, so now I'm trying to find. Oh, no. Yeah, it's one of those. Um, if you want to know what uh, one of our more popular episodes are, is uh, for some reason two weeks ago, not th- two weeks ago. A month ago, we had um, two episodes ago. Second shot had a lot of listens. Mm. Um, um, sorry, okay, I found one. Did we ever nice. talk about um, Mama so- Mia? Sorry, that was another popular episode. Yes, of course. Um, okay, let me read Shout you the title and and tell me if you if it sounds familiar to you. Okay. Um, am I the asshole for being a petty feminist bitch and refusing to take my husband's last name? We haven't listened to that. I'm interested okay. to know what's, right. uh, 
what petty feminist bitch means. Okay. There's so many ways. So this is quite a lengthy <laughs> one-ish, so it'll be fun. Um, okay. English is not my first language, and I'm on mobile, so bear with me. Um, me and my fiancé, Jake, have been together for five years. We met in college while he was doing an exchange um, in my country, Belgium. Um, he's from the U.S. He loved it here, so he decided to stay, and we're really happy here. I've met his family a few times when we went there to visit them. They've never been to Belgium. Important for later. Now here, women do not take their husband's last name. It is a law. All documents will still be in my maiden name after our wedding. I think it is possible to do all kind of administrative stuff to change my name, but I don't want to. All women around me have their maiden name, and my fiancé agrees that I should keep mine. On to the main issue. Three days ago, we were doing a Zoom call with his family, and the topic of name came up, and they were very surprised that I was not taking his name. I explained very calmly that it is a law here, and I had... The perfect example of my mom who had a business in her maiden name and only used my father's name when dealing with our school or things like that and wanted to take the the same approach as her. Yeah, Yeah. I think that's pretty common, especially like nowadays. Um, Well, all hell broke loose. His mom started screaming at me, saying that it is not because I come from a country of peasants and said that I should punish my fiancé, that he was so far away from them because of me and so on. Jake defended me, saying... Jake defended me and tried to and I tried to calm her down but she turned to her husband while crying and they never came to my country because they know that it is not nearly as good as the U.S. and that I just proved it and that father-in-law said that I was a petty feminist bitch and that he didn't want to listen to such nonsense they left the call and my fiance uh, comforted me and I was honestly very shocked by their reaction and their insults I thought it was over, but they've been sending me hateful messages over the past few days. Oh my god. They even got the rest of my of their family to do it as well, and even my parents said that I should try to keep the peace and offer to check in the administrative procedures to change my name, but I really don't want to. My fiance is conflicted. Oh my he, god, these Belgian Belgian parents are like, let's just do all that just, extra yeah, work to appease the Americans. Yeah, let's just get rid of Jesus like our Christ. I already our have culture, thoughts, but I yeah. want you to finish the story okay. by the way. Uh, my fiance is conflicted. He grew up in a town where it is very, very uncommon for a woman to not take her husband's na- name and that he agrees it would keep the peace with his family, but he does not want to force me and says it is my decision. Mm-hmm. Am I the asshole here? Um, there is an update, but we can talk about it first. It seems like she's not... Okay, it's, again, it's one of those stories where she's not an asshole. I can't think of a reason she'd be an asshole. She's not even doing it out of spite. She's like, no, it's like... She explained to these Americans like it's it's the law well, here, it's and then not these Americans just straight. Law, though I think for her it's just not the norm, right? It's not the norm, but it's also like clearly there are so many administrative bureaucratic fucking policies and red tape to jump through. There is to here too. It's just more common to do it here. No, but we could like if you uh, if you change your name, you can just do it. Whereas like in Belgium, Belgium, it sounds like like no one does it, and then you'd have to do a whole process. A process. Well, here, let me explain the three ways here. Sure. So you can, one, keep your name. Uh, you can, two, legally change your name. So this this dates back to, like, your birth certificate. You need to go back to your yeah, birth certificate like and change it. anybody that can change their name. Yes, like exactly. You, aside from marriages, like someone that just wants a new identity. Or three, um, assumed. So what assumed is you're not legally changing it on your birth certificate, but you're recognizing your um, marriage name and you have to provide your marriage license when changing things like your license and your, um, what's mm-hmm. it called, passport and stuff. And that's um, probably the one that's most popular? It's the most popular because it it avoids having to legally change your name on like a birth certificate. Yeah. Um, and like because it's like assumed, like you can still carry your um your maiden name but when you get when you get to like little things like um your credit cards and like all that stuff when you have the two separate names it starts getting confusing for those people so they may like ask for like extra like backup to verify yeah i imagine there are some people that like want to do assume so that they can do some things and uh, obviously it'll be less tricky when dealing with children or traveling with children that yeah absolutely uh, that's one of the things you take your marriage name Mm-hmm. But you use your you can use your maiden name if you ever wanted to open up a separate bank account or something like that. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Like I think that's um yeah the norm. So like here, it's becoming less and less the norm of a woman taking her husband's last name. Yeah. Um, and I I think that's a good thing. Um, 
and i like you know what i mean i don't know why it really matters i don't think it's a good thing i just think it's neither good nor bad it's just a thing people are doing i guess yeah like i mean you have your opinion on it and you want you personally want me to take your yeah it's like a sign of ownership it's funny see no that's that's not funny (laughs) (laughs) no it's um like uh you know that's just what i i um thought needed to happen i i'm telling you now for the record i uh, don't really care that much um i do care i think it would be like great you know if you became lily tang cool mm. lily tang sounds like a porn star it and does but we're like, gonna take a poll on that that's fine that's um, fine <laughs> i don't know i'm i think it's such a no offense such a generic name for me lily tang like that's yeah. that's not um unique at all um but my current last name the thing is i don't have any particular why are you smiling <laughs> i'm just saying like you know tell me about your attachment to your last name i don't have any particular emotional attachment to it yeah um but the weird thing is like it's my it's been my name my whole life yeah See? right so it's this like, is it's where like, that's that's you and uh right like, and there's like, no it's... sense in changing that which is why it's like if you decide to keep your last name totally fine yeah it's like you I, I think it's one of those things where it's like i've just it would be so weird to just be called something else afterwards you know what i mean yeah. and even though like i like understood like the western um way of, of taking the husband's last name um like now that I'm actually getting married and like going through this process, I'm like, huh, you know, I'm not necessarily like attached or tied to my last name, but it's my name, right? Yeah, it's like, it's like my identity almost. And it's like, do I want that to kind of just be gone? See, I find obviously, KP, there are people that are changing their names when they get married, mostly women. When they get married, they change their name. The other people that change their name, it would have to be something bad for them to change their name. Otherwise, it's just a name. You know, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm just addressed as Brandon um, Tang, and, and I don't care. I'm still me if I was named fucking John F. Kennedy or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Um, but people that change their name if it's not for marriage, I've noticed it's usually for a very fucking bad reason. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get people like Miley Cyrus. I forgot her, her birth name, but she changed it to Miley Ray Cyrus. Because enough people perpetuated that name. Mm. But, like, otherwise, people are changing their name because they're, like, it's too similar to fucking Hitler or something like that, right? Or, like, or or that, um, you know, they they are actually related to somebody that ruined their family it's name. It's too, like, like there's you too know. much association to something negative or something like yeah. that. So yeah. what I'm saying is it's usually for a bad reason when people change their name. Yeah, um, but no. But, I mean, like, in marriage, that's just such a common thing here. But yeah. I feel like out like you know east and and not even like like that far east like just out of north america it's just not common to take the husband's last name because it's exactly that like it's your name why do you need to change it like you're you're still you know considered a married person you just have your own name (laughs) yeah um and i'm still undecided um Time is uh time is taken. Time is taken, but <laughs> you know what? I still have to renew my passport before then, anyways, and it's gonna be my current name because it has to be before we're married. So it's not gonna matter. Um, I, I, you know, unless you're gonna do the administrative work of changing all my documents, which you know, you're not. I'm not gonna then... do that. <laughs> Giving me fucking homework. Exactly. No. That's so, why I don't care that much. See? So you want me as your property, but you won't change the fucking thing. I just then? don't want any sticky situations with our kids. That's all. That's all. That's my other thing. So fine. the only thing that I've heard about is just, like, issues when traveling with children. Is that... I'm also... I can't think of a time when I wouldn't be traveling with you and the kids anyway. I don't know. Maybe you'd already be there, and then I have to take the kids later. Am I fucking rich or something? Maybe. Who knows know. where we'll be in, Who knows in five we'll be. to ten years? We'll see. Yeah. Um, to react to the story though yeah um Um, these americans man like they're just so usa usa all fucking poverty belgian uh people don't like changing the last names or sorry the mother literally called them like a peasant country yeah like that's like what that's such a i don't know they just turned it into like this like this uh 
you know um it's it's the whole make america a, great yeah, thing it's you a know? cultural thing that they turned into some kind of uh country thing yeah i'm trying to think of the of the nationalistic thing like patriotic yeah it's like usa is better it's a belgian thing even though it's like customary for like it's like when they're like ooh um free what's um why do you guys use uh metric all the time it's like mm-hmm. you're li- like it's what is it literally us and libya that uses the imperial system mm-hmm. imperial measurement system mm-hmm. it's but they think like that's you know them like that's the way it should be um and uh and every other country is other you know otherizing these places yeah when it's like really just like a majority of the world that's doing things yeah other but way. i think like you know the way that th- these people like reacted and like talk to their future daughter-in-law is disgusting um like calling her a petty like feminist bitch like clearly they just they went like went straight to 100 but it's not even straight to 100 it's like that wasn't even like she was just talking about like the legalities of things in her country and like he's like you're a petty like feminist she started crying turning to her husband the husband goes fucking feminist bitch like yeah. i just i i don't know why i picture this guy with oakley sunglasses and a beard yeah right um, like that is such a like oh man it's like what we imagine it's like, americans it's like are yeah no absolutely and no wonder their kid wanted to go to belgium yeah to fair study. you're right maybe you know what you're I mean? right. like, that's kids, why he decided to stay there kids that love their family don't often go so far away from their family yeah i don't know this person's like fuck my redneck hick like uh, confederate flag on the living room wall family i gotta get away from these motherfuckers and they went he went all the way to belgium to find the love of his life and the least he can do is tell his parents about him yeah. about that uh, their upcoming marriage mm-hmm. and they had a meltdown about a what i personally think is kind of insignificant yeah um or op <laughs> i just want to read a couple like hot takes from from people do you, so you've learned to sort by controversial oh like. sorry no i'm sorry not controversial i'm reading um like good good things about, oh the upvotes like, yeah, yeah the okay. upvotes um so this is where the part where he says like the my fiance is not conflict or my fiance is conflicted like he grew up where it's very common for blah 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 and how he says that he doesn't want to force me but says that is my decision this this person says or this commenter says this is not enough he needs to step up and shut down his family's behavior remember this is the family you're marrying into if your fiance can't stop them from harassing you and saying cruel things to you now what do you think the rest of your life is going to look like and i think that's like absolutely it's true she's kind of made a decision right no because it's a decision to not take his last name and so that's when he should be like great like foot down telling his parents right like he should have just shut it down he shouldn't leave it to her to be like um well i think your decision no i think he meant like oh it's up to you honey like yeah of course you want to and that's why he he kind of is a little bit of a coward yeah he shouldn't be like i think he should have put his foot down and shut his family down and then off camera be like if you still want to change your name that's up to you but like you know support her in that moment when they were like attacking her right um and also it sucks for the uh for the uh the her parents that that kind of conceded to waving the white flag going like hey you know know, maybe you should yeah like they're giving their daughter away i mean it's what you do but like um because it's clear that like they don't want to deal with these yeah, fucking they don't want to deal with the americans <laughs> like what are they gonna do predator drone them and then like that's it like your your their daughter's identity just gone like no not really a fight they don't respect her decision of keeping the last name yeah they're like honey you can get totally get rid of your identity it's fine. yeah um so another one is like call it what it is like bullying and and abuse another one's like also racism frankly their attitude suggests that they can't even place the country on a map and their entire um unhinged rambling is based entirely on a hyper fictional assumptions that they've made about the country and its people yes my guess is from their phrasing is that they think it's in eastern europe this whole peasant country rhetoric is something i see coming from racist people in the west when describing anything um that is just about east of germany that's what i'm saying it's like anything that is not usa is like poverty it's shit that's yeah like that's what they drive home that's what i was trying to say it's like this was a cultural thing yeah this is just like how i was raised oh i happen to eat 
sticky rice and you happen to eat whatever and like yeah. they turn that into a usa is the best everything is else best. is not even second third or fourth it's the worst yeah. right mm-hmm. oh my god yeah that 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 sucks yeah um so i i, I try to filter like um what is it called? Sorry, I just her. I'm I'm I have the mental image because we've yeah. all been on Zoom calls, right? Yeah, yeah. I just have this this photographic like image of um, Op's mother-in-law just melting down for yeah. something so small, just melting down, turning to her husband, like playing the victim. They're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe she's a woman," right? <laughs> it reminds me of that that chick uh, in Victoria's Secret. You saw the video, right? Oh, where she's where like she's, she's like, recording she's like she attacked this black woman yeah yeah and then black woman happens as, to be recording yeah. she's like oh my god she's recording we tell her to leave me alone and then she leave fakes like faint she faints yeah. no i think she, I, don't, I don't think that was a fake i feel like she fainted because she couldn't handle actually like no no if you actually watch it it's such a she fake faint. The faint yeah it's a fake faint i don't know i'd believe if she actually fainted because she's that you much would of a think piss that, baby right but like no is she like the way that she falls she's like Oh, like, yeah, uh, like, like, and I, I just what I hated about that video was everybody else kind of like, like yeah, like, everybody's uh, like, like she's everybody's like, like looking in the corner of their eye, like, she, like what's fainted going on? on my shoe, like, uh, like, and but no one's doing anything to protect this person recording the recording. camera. But the funniest part about that video is where she's like, "Stop recording me!" and then runs towards her. Oh, and keeps assaulting her. It's like I didn't assault you. Yeah. Fucking uh, um, dude. Karen's are on another. Sorry yeah. for anybody listening whose name is Karen. This yeah. is the last, the Sucks. worst yeah. three years for you, I imagine. Um, so th- I try to sort by like controversial, but all of them pretty much say not the asshole, and they yeah. say they're Trumpers, aren't they? From this alone, uh, that's one what can I was gonna tell. say. Like yeah. Confederate flag. Like, yeah. where is he from? Where, a southern state, right? Um, it doesn't particularly. It just doesn't says matter. America. I just imagine like. But that's what I mean. It doesn't matter if that's the assumptions that they want to make about Belgium. That's the assumption that I'm going to make about the U.S. too. You know what I mean? Like that's oh, pretty much. And like, that's that's surprising. But anyway, so there is an update. Um, I didn't read this, so let me oh, read this to you. Okay. Update. I didn't expect this for. Uh, expect this to blow up at all. Thank you to everyone for your input. I stayed up until 3 a.m. last night to read your comments, and I'm relieved to know that I was in the right. Okay. I gotta say, some of the weirdest stories blow up because this one again was another layup. I yeah. think it's the layups that blow up, right? Like, what oh, you you're totally not the asshole. Yeah. Like, there are some good stories that are that don't get the traction it deserves on on. It, it does, asshole? yeah. And I try to like find those too, but like you know, sometimes it's just easier because like the way that Reddit works is just, it's always it's just the, the, hot the, hot, the hot hot take yeah. ones, right? Um, to the people not understanding why I was doubting myself, I was a very confrontational person when I was younger, and after bad stuff happening with close people, I learned to keep my mouth shut. Moreover, his parents never behaved like this with me and when my parents and my fiancé actually agreed a little with them, so no one was on my side. I started doubting there my approach, is. right? Yeah. I realize now that I've become too kind and let people walk all over me, and that I need to call them out on their bullshit Good. more. As for my fiancé, we had a long conversation about this this morning. He was very defensive at the beginning, saying that his parents probably didn't mean it and blah, blah, blah. But after explaining my side of things and showing him the messages they sent, he actually realized they were completely out of line. He admitted that they have never behaved like that with him either, and he said that he was so surprised by their attitude and he didn't know how to react. I've shown him some of your comments, and he understands now that uh, he has to set clear boundaries, and because it is his it is the first of many fights if he does not. He promised mm-hmm. me that he was going to send them the message today saying that um, this was ca- the kind of behavior that would not be accepted and that they would need to apologize if they Good. wanted to come to the wedding. He apologized profusely and I want to trust him. Um, we discussed the topic of name again and he promised that it was fully... Uh, that he was fully supporting my decision. Concerning children, we already have had that conversation because we both want to be parents and we agreed to give his last name. Again, thank you for all your comments. I, You know what? Uh, I think we were being a bit hard on, on fiancé because um, it is asking a lot to, to tell somebody to turn on their parents um, and give them that stir. Like, this is co- clearly, like, new territory for him, right? It's, it's, um, yeah, no, I could have I, handled I get it better it. for sure. Yeah. Right? But like, it's not about turning on your parents, though. It's, it's, it's confronting a, your parents. And it seems like, you know, because let's say that they're hicks, you know, and that's all, that's the life that he's known, yeah. right? Like, that's where 
this is where the distinction of like where you need to set the boundary between like your your new family your chosen family your partner right that not everybody's gonna like the decisions you make but they need to respect you and like your partner's decision for that and i think that's like one of those cases here where it's like they're not they're not fond of it but you know they love their son enough and hopefully their future daughter-in-law enough to respect them to leave yeah that's all they're asking is just like a respectful like adult like adults making decisions right and uh but like what i'm saying is a bit hard on on op's husband or fiance because like he he's i think uh if you know he he made he made this the steps to leave the u.s and and is like a a travel a traveled guy he's there for mm-hmm. school right so he's an academic so i mean he was done school so he just stayed there so like, he stayed he there but like he studied and, yeah. it, uh, uh, internationally so he's clearly like somebody that that isn't like stuck in his ways and stubborn clearly yeah. there's there's room to grow for this guy um and uh he just kind of handled it wrong at the beginning because it's like what what can he do this is new territory for him that his parents are so like off the deep end how do you confront yeah. them yeah and and i hope that he does and OP. maybe maybe in a bit uh, in ways that like he's a bit embarrassed too right exactly and exactly. like um so yeah so hopefully it works out um I it doesn't so. sound like the in-laws are great no um, but and you know what a, you live thousands in, of, of kilometers i was just gonna say distance, you like... you're oceans away so <laughs> yeah. you could just see them at the wedding and if not you don't see them at the wedding and then you just live your life like <laughs> i thought it was interesting of op that uh even she doubted herself because there's there's a part of being human where you want to be part of a group, even if if something's so clearly wrong. But what do you mean you find that interesting? Because isn't that exactly what makes her human about it though? hundred percent. I find I'm just saying it's interesting. I'm not saying mm. it's good or bad. I'm just saying like okay. that's that's interesting that she she took time to reflect and and said like maybe she was doubting herself because of in context she was somebody who was very. Um, uh, I don't went even, off the beaten path and yeah, stuff like that, yeah. right? And like that that part that like is is like great like self reflection, but I think like the fact that she, her own parents said just change it. That's what I'm being. It's like she, right? everybody was against. She yeah. said every if she felt like everybody was against her, her yeah. own uh, fiance, but the two in laws and her two parents had her parents and, like supported her. I think it may have. That's what I mean. Not because like way. she yeah. started doubting herself. And there's a thing about being human where we always want to be part of a community or group. And there was a study. I, I, I saw this in one of my documentaries on Curiosity Stream. They're not uh, a sponsor. They haven't paid me to say this, but I've been watching a lot of Curiosity Stream for documentaries. Anyway, there was this study that um, they put like random people in this classroom, right? And everybody in the classroom's in on the experiment except for one person. Mm-hmm. And the experiment was everybody has to look at like these three lines or four lines. Mm-hmm. There's one line. And then there's three other lines that are different sizes with one of them being the same length as the first line. And everybody in the class has to choose which of those three other lines are the same length as the first line. Mm -hmm. And everybody in the classroom is purposely saying the wrong line. They're all picking like line A, which is clearly the wrong line. Okay. And then the actual test subject is like just wants to be part of a group even if they know like so clearly beyond a reasonable doubt that the answer is wrong they right. just say the wrong answer because, because they, they want to be part of it no but I, I feel like yeah in a way they want to be a part of it but it's, it, it it creates that self-doubt right because then you, they're like doubting like you can see on their face they're like stressing out like why is everybody saying it wrong so am it's, i crazy it's not like, it's not just about like being a part of a group now it's about oh shit <laughs> now it's about like oh it's it's literally second guessing yourself. It's literally like, oh, I, I'm I'm actually maybe I'm not seeing something here. And that's and then, where she was having self doubt. Yeah, and, and I think her own parents and her and her uh, fiance. Her fiance three can understand that, because that's his parents. But I think what really like probably changed her mind was her parents. Her parents. Um, like, am I being too hard on this woman? Yeah, exactly. Even though she kind of just was like... But at the same time, she's just like, like they're fucking calling me names and they're, you know, they're sending me messages and getting their other family members involved. Like, that's where she knows for a fact is wrong, right? Like, I think she can understand them not liking her not taking her the last name, but to call her names and to get other people involved. She knows that part is, is wrong. 
um and then i guess this is where it blew up and she needed some some different kind of outlet to like ask other opinions yeah. um which is what it is but anyways okay that one that one got that a, a little one. bit more uh conversation going but i'm uh, glad the edit happened or the update happened too yeah it was cute um oh. we'll update you on what i decide to do so i don't know yeah and uh for us being off for two weeks we got two am i the asshole stories in yeah I guess. that's good yeah <laughs> did we did you i forgot about this did you know we had an episode called poo poo bunghole yeah you did that i did that was yeah. i was that I one stupid? is the one about the um uh bidet is it would know. you rather always be on top or bottom what do you think about the racism against asian americans and asian canadians why hate being given a bidet as yeah, a gift there oh go. there it is yeah, yeah. yeah i think having a bidet is you know I kind of want you to install one in our in our toilet. But. In the bidet. Do you want the hose bidet or the one that shoots out from the toilet bowl? Oh. Or or the separate bidet, like well, the separate toilet. Well, we don't have room toilet. for a separate okay. bidet, right? Not, You're not right. here, but uh, we'll <laughs> discuss that later. Um, or comment or let us know which one's better. The yeah, let us shooting know your of the toilet hole or the one that's a handle. <laughs> all right. Have a good night, folks. Love you all. You're not saying bye? Oh, bye.